Y'all, what's good everybody? Hope you guys are having a great week. So, to follow up on last week's episode, we're going to keep up the theme with the Amsterdam trip. Some of you guys heard of this brand, some of you may have not. If you haven't, do your homework and definitely check these guys out. This episode, I sat with none other than the captain, the creative director, the OG, one of the co-founders of none other than Daily Paper, my homeboy, Abdurrahman, aka Abdur, and we just broke it down. We had a quick Q&A session while we were chilling. This is one of my favorite sessions because I just got to catch up with this dude because, you know, you see Daily Paper everywhere. These guys have been changing the game for the past few years. You see them on high beats, you see them on high snobiety, you see them at complex, you see them across all your content probably if you're into the street fashion and sneaker game and these guys have been doing amazing work so it was such a humbling experience to kind of chill with Abdur and have a one-on-one -on -one chat about what these guys have been doing what they've been working on and the best part of it all is that just like us they're third culture kids I mean Daily Paper was born out of the love and passion that these third culture kids living in Amsterdam came together and put this business and these amazing concepts into practice and I am so proud of them to see how far they've come and I'm so proud of the successes that they have been celebrating. So definitely enjoy this episode, check these guys out, show them some love and support Daily Paper. I mean shout out to you guys, thanks for an amazing experience. Thank you Amsterdam for being so welcoming and introducing me to these amazing people and connecting me with the talents that the city has to provide. And shout out to Ahmad from Five Pillars because my dude, you are the dopest tour guide I have ever experienced, man. Thank you so much for the support, my dude, and show me around. And of course, shout out to Kalsum, by the way, one of the dopest calligraphy artists and designers. And those guys have been doing dope, dope work. If you guys haven't seen his work, check him out on Instagram, at LMCo. What I'm going to do, actually, is on this episode's show notes, I'm just going to tag these guys. You can check out their accounts, show them some love and support. And without further ado, hope you guys enjoy this episode. And don't forget to rate, review, leave a comment. Let me know what you guys think. Hit us with them five stars. And support the system, support the family, support the moves, and, you know, support the culture. Because on the can, we cause culture. Peace. This is Abdurrahman Trabzini from the brand Daily Paper, and you're listening to the Dukan Show. Welcome to your drive. Yo, check it out. New generation of young people today who belong nowhere. But I prefer to be now cast. Third culture kids where the concept of the Dukan is the, the corner shop or the top shop. Uh, we are live outside. Hey, yo, what's up, people? What up, nation? It's a revolution of expression. You can be the Dukan Show. Stay tuned in. Arab digital generation is shaping our identity. They created expression and their future. So please give a very warm welcome. Welcome to your tribe. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? This is OT. I'm coming to you live from Soul House, Amsterdam. And we're about to kick the session off with none other than Daily Paper in the building. Yo, what up? What up, what up, what up? Welcome to my city, Amsterdam. All right, dude. So first and foremost, for those that don't know who you are, who are you? My name is Abdurrahman Trafsmi, and I'm the co-founder of Daily Paper. And what's Daily Paper? Daily Paper is an Amsterdam-based brand founded by three friends, me, Hussein Suleiman, and Jefferson Osai. And what we represent is our heritage. I'm Moroccan. 
Hussein is Somali and Jefferson's from Ghana and uh, we try to shed a positive life a positive light in Africa and uh, we do that by making uh, cool clothing shooting our lookbooks in Africa scouting local models working with local photographers you know give back to the culture so you guys are all Africans. You grew up here in Amsterdam? I'm born and raised in uh, Amsterdam, yeah. Oh, sick. And uh, the other guys? Uh, same, same. Me and Jeff uh, grew up in the same neighborhood. That's like the west part of Amsterdam. Mm -hmm. Hussein moved at a young age. Uh, Hussein actually uh, was born in Somalia, came to Amsterdam, at a, uh, came to Holland at a young age because of the war and everything. And uh, he moved at a young age to Amsterdam, and that's how we all met. You know, like him and Jeff went to the same school. Me and Jeff grew up uh, grew up in the same neighborhood, and uh, yeah, like uh, we me we met all three of each other uh, one night, and uh, from there it clicked, man. All right, dope. And what was it like as a Moroccan kid growing up in Amsterdam? Like, I mean, give me a a snippet of what that. Um, I had a very good, uh, I had a very good uh, upbringing, man. Like I grew up with four sisters, two brothers, so uh, yeah, it was always uh, it was always uh, busy the house, you know. Like our house looked like a hostel, you know, double beds everywhere. But uh, no, growing up in the west part of Amsterdam, we had a lot of Moroccans, so like uh, that's something I really uh, liked, and that's something that. Uh, uh, helped me appreciate my uh, own culture, you know, like I'm very, uh, I always say like I have a European mentality, Japanese tendencies and uh, uh, Moroccan culture and it's like a blend of uh, of me as a person and growing up in Amsterdam is amazing, like we live in a very multicultural environment, so I, I Obviously, I had Moroccan friends, I had Turkish friends, I had uh, Surinamese, name it, Chinese. You can name every every race, every color. And that's that, 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 that's for me Amsterdam, you know, like, it's a, it's a cozy city, but like, it's it's very multicultural. So where did the Japanese tendencies come from? Anime, bro. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z is where it all started, oh, where it right. all sparked, and from there it was Pokemon, and... Like a drug addict, I want to. I, I want more. I want more <laughs> of that heavy shit. When did you get? Like, how old were you when you got it? I was 12, and uh, I have a. I had a neighbor. Like uh, they were twins, and they were heavy into anime. You know, I always went there, and like they always were, were watching anime, or, like reading manga. You know. Yeah, and anime is heavy. Doesn't have happy endings most of the time. <laughs> uh, some of them have. Some of them are very emotional. Like yeah. I, I finished reading one that was quite uh, emotional, but it ended good and righteous. But yeah, they introduced me into that. You know, I told them like, "Yo, like I wanna, I wanna, I wanna know more about this." And that was during the time I was 15 or 16. I didn't have internet, so I had to burn DVDs. And like every DVD uh, contained 25 episodes because that in total was like eight, nine gigabytes. And that was good for 25 episodes. So every, every month I came there with DVDs and they burned uh, episodes for me. And like I spent, I remember I spent the whole Saturday watching all 25 of those. 
back in the days when I had no job and still living at my mom's place. <laughs> that bootleg game was strong, man. Oh, it still is, man. Like, I read manga uh, once a week, so it's all bootlegs. But shout out to the bootlegs, man. Shout out to the people that, that put subtitles on that. And, like, shout out to the people that clean all the manga and, like, put put English text on it. I really appreciate it. One day I'm going to donate a good amount. Watch me. <laughs> So does that affect your designs in any way with the brand? Oh, hell yeah. Like, I get inspired by everything. I can get inspired by music, uh, by art, by watching anime, by, like, talking with someone. And, I mean, inspiration is everywhere. You just have to be open about it and don't force yourself being inspired, you know? Like, my, the, 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 the best ideas I had, like, were all created from... Just having fun, no pressure, and and world experience, you know. The more you travel, the more cool people you meet. And the more you get inspired, man. Like, that's why I love going to Tokyo, for example. Like, I go, I try to go twice a year and just be there, talk with the people, go through retail and, like, see, see what's happening, you know. And that inspires me a lot because I feel like that city is from a different planet. And it takes time for other region to catch up with them. So I want to be in the future, see what's happening, and bring that in uh, in the past. And sometimes people don't really get it, but it takes time, you know. And how are you, I mean, this is maybe a bit of a surface question for you, but like, how are you able to pick up on what's going to be trending? Because in, in the fashion game, generally, it's very difficult to stay ahead of the game right so where do you uh yeah i mean like more of a collection stuff is really inspired by uh uh you know every fashion week uh, uh uh every big brand they drop their catwalk show you know like yeah. for example like folk they got an app and like the moment uh, a big brand uh, did their catwalk an hour later you see all the catwalk photos and then you, then you can see what the trend is, you know. Like, I feel like every season people, like, jump on a certain trend. And uh, WGCN is also a very good website to check trends. Does it matter to you? Like, do you care about the trends? Or are you trying to uh, affect you guys in any way? I try not, you know. Like, I, I like to... Uh, I like to uh, make stuff I really like and... I get inspired by what's happening on the street, you know, what's happening on the street. Uh, I don't really look at catwalk stuff. I mean, I do just to see what's happening, but like mainly I just, I just see what kids are wearing these days, you know, like, and uh, I think the best thing, uh, the streets are the best way to get inspiration and that's, that's where, where it's happening, you know, like especially streetwear. It's like a big brands want to tap into streetwear. You saw the whole Louis Vuitton and Supreme. Yeah. Like, uh, that was groundbreaking. That was crazy. Like, the most high end with the streetwear blending each other. And that was amazing, man. Here's a question for you. Um, because, and the reason why I was thinking about this for a while is as a Sudanese myself, I grew up abroad. And I didn't grow up in Sudan, and I had different experiences across the board. And that's 
eventually resulted in the creation of Dukancho, right? We say Dukancho is a home and a voice for third culture kids. And yeah. we called our third culture kidness the Neo-Bedouin, right? Because Neos for conceptual new and, you know, Bedouins are nomadic by, by nature. So it was interesting. We kicked this off a few years ago and I started to realize at the time we didn't have much of a voice, right? And this was my take on rediscovering that forest. Um, your latest piece, Third Culture Kids, the moment I saw that, I knew I was going to miss out on it. <laughs> like, I knew I was going to end up... Yo, that, that one sold out quick, man. Yeah, like, yeah, crazy. Yeah, you talking about it earlier. How fast did it sell out? Uh, in 15 minutes, man. Even I slept on it. And I don't want to cheat, you know, asking yeah. my factory to, to make me another one. I just slept on it. Maybe I'm going to buy a resale. I don't know, man. We'll see. Where'd that, that concept come from? Because I feel like it spoke to so many people. It's about like, us. Us as the founders, we're like third culture kids, you know, like, uh, uh, I like to make some football references, even though I'm very ignorant with sports, but I feel like we're playing away, you know, we're playing a away game, especially in Holland, you know, like, I, I, I was born and raised there, but like, for me, uh, it's like, we have to work uh, uh, extra hard, man, like, uh, honestly, I have this conversation a lot, like, most of the stuff I do, or like, I gained uh, from experiences, me being open for everything, you know, like my parents didn't teach me about music, art, fashion. I, I had to learn that all myself, you know, I had to be open for it. The reason I listen to jazz is because I turned on the radio and I heard a genre my brother never played because I grew up listening to Tupac, you know, and that's the only thing I, I heard during my younger years and then I heard something different that was very alien to me and I was like, yeah, I wanna I wanna learn about that. And every interest I have, I just went uh, I just went with it and did my research. And and eventually I ended up doing fashion with two of my best friends and that's something I really like and that's something I, I research every day. Did you have any kind of struggles growing up as a third culture kid? Um, or just challenges, um, I think maybe. Yeah, 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 like, not really, but like, some moments I did, for example, like, during my school days, I wanted to do an internship abroad, but with my government name, they have like a certain image, like my name is Abdurrahman, like a very long name, 90% um, of the people can't pronounce it. Why do they call you instead? Up there, uppy, you know, captain, like whatever people <laughs> like to call me. But like, yeah, I, I uh, added a few times. Still this day, you know, if I if I travel, if I'm at the airport, they ask me a double question. If I go to America, like I'm a SSS person on the on the system in America. That means like that means like they're gonna check me at. Uh, at the airport in Holland, and they're gonna check me extra in America. Basically, they think I'm a I'm a thug <laughs> or whatever, you know. But like, they check me extra. But really, I don't I, I don't get mad about it. I, I just I feel sorry for people that have a certain uh, image of someone based on their name, you know. Like me, me in person, man. Like I'm a cool kid, man. I don't do any harm. <laughs> do you find yourself? Um whether intentionally or maybe even passively trying to fight the system through your work, through your art, and you know, or maybe try to represent for people like you? Uh, 
what we actually represent with our brand is what, you, what I mentioned like uh, the beginning of the interviews like we want to shed a positive light on uh, Africa you know like some people think about Africa when people think about Africa they think about poor people uh, walking naked the stereotype stuff you know and we, we, we try to uh, highlight different things you know like how beautiful the continent is and like uh, what kind of talent there is and uh yeah, and like next to that, uh, people like uh, people that know our brand, that love our brand, they also appreciate their culture. You know, like even though you're not from Africa, uh, knowing Daily Paper, you realize like, wow, these kids are very proud where they came from, even though they're not born and raised in uh, in the city their their parents originally come from, but they still have that strong uh, connection with their uh, heritage and. They do it in such a cool way, such a modern way, something uh, modern kids will wear. And that that's something we, we do through our clothing and through our imagery. How does the Moroccan flavor come into your work, being, living here? Like, how did you, how did you connect with Morocco to be able to translate in your work? Uh, actually, to be honest, uh, uh, we did it a few years ago. Uh, it started in 2014. We had like the budget to do uh, a lookbook abroad. So our first lookbook abroad was in Morocco. So we went, we flew to Marrakesh. Uh, we did, we did the lookbook there. We went to the desert, Zagora, uh, uh, and then we ended up staying one night in the desert. And uh, me, as a as a Moroccan kid that goes to Morocco every year. I never looked at my city uh, uh, from a cultural perspective. Uh, <clears throat> asking myself, what is my heritage? What does this mean? What does that mean? And like, when we started doing daily paper, I, I did a lot of research about other cultures in Africa, but I never looked at my own. And then when we went in Marrakesh, I was like, damn, I have to do my research about my own heritage because I saw all these beautiful carpets and stuff. And now you analyze stuff, you see graphics, and everything has a meaning, you know. So when I came back to Holland, I bought a book. It's about the Berber rocks. So I bought that. I bought that book, and I did my research. I was like, wow, like all those symbols uh, and everything. And I wanted to do something with it. So our spring summer 2000, spring summer 2015 collection was inspired by all those Moroccan symbols. And the whole color palette was inspired by Chef Sharon. That's like a, a blue city in Morocco. So I want to incorporate that color, uh, that colors, in, in in that collection. And we shot that lookbook in uh, Chef Sharon. So for me, like I, I I put my two cents in like the 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 history of daily paper in terms of collections. And me as a Moroccan kid, I'm happy we did that collection because it was all about me. As a as a as a Moroccan kid, you know, and, and I'm the designer of the brand, so like, it was easier for me to <laughs> incorporate it and everything, you know. Like, I did my cheat, you know, telling those guys like, yo, let's do something with this. So, how did this all start? Like, did you always know you wanted to do fashion design, or you had other ideas, or you started <laughs> a different business? Uh, I did the art academy when I was uh, 16, so I did like. Uh, I started with graphic design, web design at a young age because I was uh, 
I'm a geek, you know, I love working on the computer. So I remember I was like a uh, young age, I, down I downloaded Photoshop and I started just play with the uh, images, you know, making like uh, ugly ass <laughs> wallpapers <laughs> that I didn't use. But it grew more, you know, I tried to do it more and everything and eventually uh, in 2010 I met Hussein and Jeff and Daily Paper was a collective at first of uh, five friends and Daily Paper was a blog at first and in, uh, uh, we wrote about music, fashion and everything, everything we liked. And in order to promote the blog we made t-shirts and we sold that to friends and family. And that really went well and people kept asking us for uh, new uh, pieces. And then the three of us sat together and were like, yo, let's let's actually make a brand out of it. So in the transition of 2010 and 2012, we, uh, we did research about manufacturing and uh, uh, getting the money. And me, my part was like knowing how to design clothing, you know, because I'm used to like just making graphics and web design. Now I have to uh, translate my creativity into clothing. So it was a lot of trials and errors, learning, learning, learning. Until this day, I'm still learning about how to design clothing. You know, I, I became a way better designer because now I understand uh, fabrics, uh, trims, everything that's needed for making clothing, I totally understand it. Instead of like just making a design on the computer and send it to the factory. No, the, the factory is going to email you back with 100 questions, like what type of uh, fabric is it, uh, uh, what weight, uh, the, the, the print, how big do you want it, what are the Pantone colors, uh, what kind of print do you want, and all those questions uh, uh, I got during the years of doing daily papers, so that bec I became a better designer. and. Uh, I started to like uh, fashion more because I understood it more. And a lot of people, like, when they don't understand something or they don't want to learn, they just quit, you know? But me, I was like, I want to learn more. I want to learn more. I want to learn more about the technical side of it. And that made me a better designer. And, yeah, man, I really love doing this stuff. You know, it's very uh, creative. You can, yeah. You can you you can do whatever you want to do. Now. I can I can make whatever I want to make. So I have no boundaries. All right. What's your proudest collection that you've ever designed? Uh, proudest collection that we ever designed. Something that gets you excited a lot when you when you remember uh, that collection. I think every collection, man. Like uh, every, they're like. They're like, they're like your children, you know, like you like them for different reasons. You like them all equally, you know. I like the first collection, you know, like five T-shirts. We, 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 we had like a small budget, so we only could do five T-shirts. And that was fun, you know, like the second collection, we proved like we're getting better as a brand. The third collection, people realized like, whoa, these kids are not a T-shirt brand anymore. And like, I mean, like if you look at our current collection, it's crazy. It's from head to toe. It's sick fabrics, uh, amazing trims, uh, good storytelling. So yeah, man. Like uh, the first and the last, they're, they're like my kids. They're like my kids. I like them for different reasons. I like the whole like 
the whole inspiration, the whole journey, the whole like the whole process. I like I like every collection, every collaboration we did with Puma, for example. Yeah, man, like it's a, the, it's a journey. Throughout this journey, what were some of the biggest challenges that you've been able to overcome and maybe try to disseminate that knowledge to other people? Uh, for, uh, honestly, like uh, finance, you know, because uh, the thing about fashion is like uh, you invest in something that you'll actually see a, m a few months later you know like when we place a deposit for our collection that's dropping in six months uh it's coming you send it out to the stores and you get your money like nine months later or ten months later you know in in total but you need a cash flow to place an order for the next season you need to pay your staff you need to do everything and that's like a struggle we had at on the fourth or fifth collection, we realized, man, we need we need some uh, we we need some uh, cash, you know, in order to uh, to invest more. But thank God we overcome it, and uh, it's 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 now getting uh, we're stable now, and it's getting uh, much better. And uh, honestly, uh, finance, you know, like. Uh, with fashion, you need a big cash flow to pay uh, collections way ahead. You know, like when you design a collection, you design something that's dropping in a year. So you, you go to the fashion week, you, you you sell it to the stores, you place an order. Uh, four months. Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah, we make samples. And that also costs money. And like... Uh, the money you invest, you get it. You 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 get it a few months later, you know. But like, in that in those months, you have to think about the next collection or the next drop. And you need and you need that capability of paying those paying those invoices, you know. And we had moments that we were struggling paying those invoices, but like, thank God we overcome it by having a, a good team, you know. Uh, uh, a good finance department so yeah and next to the finance uh, part you also have to be consistent in fashion you know you're like you have to drop twice a year you have to drop a collection you have to keep uh, you have to keep uh, you have to keep innovating you have to flute the streets you know like you have to be active you have to post uh, once a day you have to post something on Instagram because fashion is so quick you know if you it's, it, it, like I said again with the football reference, if you skip a collection, that's a yellow card. If you skip another collection, it's a red card, and they go to the next brand. You know, we're not the only brand. There's plenty of other brands that can buy. You know, that's why you always have to uh, be consistent, uh, show progress, have stock, <laughs> and uh, yeah. What do you think? I mean, a good point you brought is like there are other brands. Like you guys are not the only ones. In the yeah. Game. What do you think made you guys stand out? I think the uh, the uh, what we represent our uh, our brand aesthetic, and that's Africa, you know, like uh, uh, building a brand from a culture perspective, from appreciation appreciating your culture, you know, and the founders are from Africa, you know, like it would be whack if uh, somebody went to Africa, somewhere in Africa, you know, I don't like to say Africa, like. Someone went, to, yeah, someone went to Africa, you know, uh, uh, I would say South Africa. He got inspired, 
and he made a collection based based of that, you know. Uh, and he's not South African, like. I like to know the the back the back end of 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 a story, you know. I wanna I wanna. I like substance, you know, and people like that, you know. People like the fact that we are from uh, from Africa. Uh, Morocco, north, east, and west. You know, we're just missing someone from the south, and uh, and, and we're done. You know, we got it all covered. Pierre-wise, it will be amazing. Do you guys take time to find the similarities across the different African countries or parts that you represent, and you kind of adopt all of that in your design, or is it like um, a certain cultural element that takes? Nah, place? nah, we don't want to blend in stuff. You know, like. We like to be inspired uh, from uh, inspired from a country or tribe or like a, uh, amazing leader, you know. Like uh, no, we don't like to blend stuff. That's uh, that's not a smart thing to do, you know. Like every every everyone has his own uh, culture, you know. And you like to res you like to respect it and keep it as it is, you know. So you're using that to kind of fight the stereotypes of people thinking Africa's a one place. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, the Moroccan culture is way different from the culture in, uh, I would say, Uganda, you know, like... Oh, universe apart, yeah, exactly. Africa is different. Yeah. Same in Europe, you know, like, why do they think Africa is, like, uh, all the same? Nah, I mean, it's the same as Europe or, like, Asia, you know, like, I mean, like, people think Asia is all the same. Nah, Southeast Asia is way different than West Asia or, like than the Middle East part of Asia. It's a different light, yeah, exactly. So, like, don't think, like, it's one continent and everybody's the same, everybody shares the same culture, everybody prays to the same God. Nah, it's like, it's, it's different. So, where do you like to see Daily Paper go? Honestly, worldwide. Like, we, uh, we, we, we have a pop-up shop in London right now, so it's going very well. We have it till the 4th of November. And we're actually thinking about opening a store in London. And uh, uh, we're thinking about opening a store in New York. So, spoiler alert. Yeah, like opening our own retail, you know, like, uh, and sharing that daily paper vision through our own retail. And the thing, the thing about is, the thing about wholesale is people buy like certain part of the collection, so they don't. I like to see collections as paintings, you know, and they just buy a part of that painting. And when you go to our own retail, you see the full collection, merchandise in colors, fabrics. You you understand the you understand the collection. So we want to have that painting in every cool city that we like, you know. Uh, like I said, London, New York. I would love to have one in Tokyo, you know. Inshallah, one day in. Uh, somewhere in Africa, you know, like, that would be amazing to do that, having our own retail in, like, in key cities. Um, okay, so that's for daily paper. What about for you personally? What do you like to see? What does the future hold for you? Just keep doing what I do, man, like, make, uh, design cool stuff, getting inspired, meeting more people, and, uh, and stay true to myself, you know? Don't be someone you're not, you know, like, Stay in your own lane and uh, be happy, man. All right. Um, all right. Last couple questions. Um, what are you afraid of? Not being inspired anymore. 
like being empty, you know, like sitting on my computer, I have to make something and there's nothing coming out, you know. I had those moments and I was like, damn. But I'm always positive and I always see like, ah, oh, this is not my day. Let me do something else. Let me just put it on the left and uh, I will take a look at it uh, tomorrow. But my biggest fear is like when I look at it tomorrow, it's still the same. And the day after, it's still the same. That's why I need to... Uh, so I recommend people that work hard, like go on a vacation, man. Like refresh that mind. Don't think about work. Think about your body and your health and come back fresh, you know? And will there ever... Is there What's the one thing you don't like too much about daily paper? Uh, nothing, to be honest. Like, regarding uh, what I have to do, you know, like, imagine someone calling me 8 o'clock in the morning, asking me, like, can you email me this? I'm my own boss. I do what I like, you know, like, and I always give 200% because if I don't give 200%, who's going to give it? It's my baby, it's my child, you know. I have to feed that child and I have to uh, uh, work hard, you know. Like, I remember, like, we had, like, a time... I was in L.A. and uh, my partner, Hussein, w woke me up, like, 4 o'clock in the morning, asking me, like, yo, can you upload this lookbook on the website? I wasn't angry or, like, aggravated. So, no, we have to do it. It's a very important moment for us. So, honestly, I like everything, man. Like, sometimes you don't hear good news about stuff but like I'm it, it's not gonna ruin my day it's like all right cool we're gonna fix it let's go you know like I don't uh, I don't dwell on the past I think about the future what kind of advice do you have for the up-and-coming designers because at the moment and this is something I'm very proud of is seeing a lot of designers coming out the Middle East uh, people like Shabab International people like um, Wathek with his uh, with his brand people like the, the guys from Five Fillers like yeah I know them yeah yeah they're dope coming out and it's something I'm very proud to see but what did, what what would you like to say to them like one is like what do you want to say to them as a I think as a Moroccan and as a Dutch Moroccan but also the other part of it is what advice do you have for them and for the up and coming designers start small you don't have to start big you know like some people think they have to start with a sixty piece collection with crazy outerwear. Uh, pants and whatever you know you can start with a t-shirt or a hat you know and 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 start that you know and uh, make sure your brand uh, gets the attention it needs and uh, and uh, and the reach you know like uh, seed stuff you know give give them to cool people you like like make sure people see it on the street and start from there you know like uh, make sure people see the progression uh, of your of your clothing line. From a t-shirt, you can go to a hoodie. From a hoodie, you can go to a jacket. From a jacket, you can go to like pants, uh, accessories. Like, just make sure people uh, see the journey and see where they, where you guys came from. And that's that's one of the things people like about daily papers. Like, we started with t-shirts, and we proved uh, people that. You can start small and build something very organic, you know. You don't need a big bag of money. Like, if you have the money to make a T-shirt, 150 pieces, start with that. Sell it to your friends and family. Tell them, like, yo, support me. Buy my buy my, uh, buy my, my stuff. With that money, you invest in a, 
in more pieces or like in a sweater and have uh have an added value like uh what does your what what does your brand stand for like what what is the what is the concept behind it you know because every day they're like new brands but like uh it's a matter of time which one will stay and if you want to stay you should you should keep doing what you do uh have a dope uh have a dope brand aesthetic and uh, be consistent and use social media Instagram is the best platform to promote your brand and it's free you heard it from me